Welcome, welcome <laughs> to Making Sales Social. We are so excited about today's topic, which is... Yes, we are. Yeah, leveraging content to start conversations. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. Why is it so important? It's important because, you know, we're, we're all out there on LinkedIn. We're all trying to, to stand out. But a lot of times when it comes to the content that a lot of people put out, it's either not helpful at all. It's, uh, it's very unfocused. So people are just putting out content to put out content, which means that it's, that it's bad content <laughs> essentially. And that's, and, and that's mainly because we don't know what, uh, who we want to speak to, which, which I think is very important. Absolutely. So let, let, let's break this down, right? So yep. first of all, why is content really important? It's really important because it is the most effective way to start a conversation. If we do what everybody is doing wrong, which is connect and pitch, right? Yep. So we come in and we're just telling them how great we are. We lose them, right? That's a connect and pitch is a bait and switch, but content itself, if we can understand what kind of content our prospects want to consume, and we can start a conversation by bringing value and being a resource, all of a sudden they are excited to, to talk with us. We're, we're beginning to earn the right. So yeah, Tim Davis says, talk about making a human connection. Yeah, Absolutely. but that's exactly what this is all about is making those human connections so that, you know, you don't look like a bot, which because of automation, a lot of people look like bots out there. Um, using content like this, you prove 100% that that you're human and, and you can get a conversation started from that. So let's talk about the philosophy first around that kind of content, right? So and the, the first piece of the philosophy is treat people on the other side of the message the same way you would on the other side of the table. So we want to look at them as human beings to Tim's point, we want to look at them as human beings, not as leads. That's the first way to think about it. The second thing we want to do is we want to slow down our outreach to speed up our outcome. Yep. So we need to take our time. We need to have conversations, not, you know, quick cold calling leads on LinkedIn. Number three, we need to understand what it is that our prospects want to consume. We typically will share content constantly around the stuff we like. We had a financial advisor client that would share market watch. And while he got lots of engagement, they were from other financial advisors. So we have to start to look at what is it that our prospects want to consume. So with that in mind, and ultimately we're going to lead to our solution by being that resource. So right. let's talk about kinds of content that we can share. So talk about like just just generally, and we can go deeper later. But what are some general types of content we can share? General types of content are are anything from you know basic curating of of content from from other sources that you want to bring up. It could be stories that you just kind of tell on your own about something that 
you may have experienced, for example, with another client that or a prospect that that you can make into a story to share with that. You know, I come from broadcasting, so I always think of it as target audience, but it's the same type of thing. Your prospects can learn from the stories that you tell. Another great way is is documents. So that's like case studies and things like that. Nothing that's overly pitchy, but something that is truly educational so that so that you can get your your prospects or thinking an a little differently than like a document ebooks yeah ebooks right yeah. yep yeah yeah so, case studies ebooks things like that and so then polls is oh, probably the other big one yeah and yeah polls are huge yeah polls and data yeah polls that you run yourself on linkedin can be huge as well and are huge as well i can't tell you we're going to talk it. about polls for for sure in, in yep. a moment there's another way to use content mm -hmm. without us having to be a thought leader, which mm -hmm. is to leverage uh, an influencer or we call mm -hmm. them magnets. Someone yep. who is out there sharing content that's attracting our buyers. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like they're the keynote, right? So we go to an event and the, you know, Brene Brown shares this piece. She's the keynote and all the people that are commenting these are the people in the audience and you're one of them. You're an audience member, but there's networking to be had and we can engage with them. Let's start when we think about it. We can start with, hey, I see you're a Brene Brown fan. So am I. Did you hear her on the podcast the other day? We start a conversation around the topic that we already know they have interest in. And then we might ask, you know, is there, are there any other influencers that you follow? Hey, I follow this person. I'd love to share information on that. And then after rapport has been built and some trust and some back and forth, you can say, look, I'm not sure if you're exploring X, Y, and Z, but as someone in your um, position, you might get some value from a checklist I created, a podcast I was on. So yep. you can now kind of baby step your way in through conversation that at that point, if you've brought them enough value with other people's content, when you introduce yours and there's an interest, you will get engagement and start conversations. This is where we talk about slow down yeah. the, the outreach to speed up the outcome. We can quickly do that. So talk a little bit about how we use polls to start conversations. Oh, yeah. So polls are very important because, um, be, because you can tap in to what your audience is concerned about. Your prospects are concerned about, but yet you can turn it around and, and and ask a question with a couple of of options based on that essentially. So 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 you're really giving them a voice into your content. And what that means is that generally speaking, and this doesn't always happen, but generally speaking, when they vote, you can um, they will sometimes comment on your content. But one of the most important things about polls is you can have up to four options. So if you come up with three and then make the fourth one something like other share in comments or something like that. That's a great way for them to not only speak up about the, the poll, but you can gauge their interest at that point. And then depending on what the poll says and what they say in the comments, that's a great way to, like Bryn said before, really, really start building that relationship based on the poll. And because they registered a comment within there, you know that they're interested in it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have commented. You're right. They're investing their time. So let's think about what makes a good poll. Mm -hmm. Number one, if you're like, I'm not sure, go find a great 
statistic from an article, from a third-party article, that creates a question um, that you can now ask with, you know, what is your number one priority? Because they can only vote on one. What is your best, your most, your number one priority? When you have a third party backing this, so now I find 68%, making this up, 68% of people uh, on LinkedIn are using mobile. So I now ask the question, you know, as a LinkedIn trainer, I'm curious, I came across this statistic and I'm wondering if this is, uh, you know, the same in my network. Where are you seeing this poll on LinkedIn desktop or mobile? Other sharing comments, because it could be a tablet. It could be, I don't know, somewhere else, right? Yeah. So right. so you could, and, and now I, I get these um, responses. So let's say I want to start a conversation with those responses. I click through and I see Bob Wood said mobile. So I reach out and, hey, Bob, thanks so much for taking the time to vote on my poll. I noticed you voted on mobile. I'm curious how much you're using mobile and how much you're using desktop and for what. Would you be open to a quick call? I'll share some insights that we gleaned on how other people are using it, and I can learn a little from you. And now I convert someone that voted on that poll to a conversation. So Steve Stephen Farber says, polls are a fantastic tool to generate interest, create value, and qualify prospects. I, absolutely. And I love the qualify. Now, I gave a really simple poll, but if you have a poll that allows you to identify a priority that your prospect has. It can absolutely be incredibly valuable. Absolutely. And then just by having a really quality poll, you're going to stand out from so many other people who show up on, on other people's timelines in the first place. And the other benefit is that the more people who vote in your poll, their network is going to be able to see that they mm. voted in the poll as, as well. So polls generally tend to have a bit uh, a bit more of a viral effect be because of that, especially because the LinkedIn algorithm right now is prioritizing putting polls out there more than it is other content too. So that's like just another reason why Absolutely. to do a really quality poll. So and share a little bit if if I want specific people in my network to vote on that. What's a good way to get that poll in front of them? Yes. Yeah, so um, you you also have the ability to share any type of content. Um, and we're going to be talking about polls here. But when you post something, you can actually send that directly to their LinkedIn messaging inbox, too. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, you put out a poll that um, that you think that a VP of sales in IT would be interested in. You go through your network because you can only do this with first degree connections. Mm -hmm. You go through your network, see which um, which people satisfy that criteria, and then you can send them a quick message with that poll attached to it, just saying, you know, something like, um, as a uh, VP, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is you're, you're looking for. I'm I'm hoping that you would take a quick ten seconds to to vote into this poll uh, to to vote on this poll. Thank you, and you get it directly into their inbox. So if they do miss it in their feed, they have it right there in their um, messaging that. inbox. So we've been honing the verbiage around this. So one of the things yes. we could say, we send it to them and say, "Hey, Bob, as a, a LinkedIn genius, we'd love to get your yeah. one-click vote on a, a poll that we just published." Once the poll closes, I'd be happy to share uh, the insights that I gleaned from that. And you'll also get the results and notifications. Something like this 
But I want to leave it open that I'm going to be reaching out to you to share the insights. So you know you're going to, it's not out of the blue when I say, hey, I promised to share some insights with you. I'd love to get on a 10-minute Zoom and let you know kind of where you benchmark with your peers. And you mm-hmm. can start to to start to to get conversations that way. So we talked a little bit about ebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love with ebooks or content like that is you can share it certainly on your desk uh, on on the, the news feed. But I love to grab that link. So if you click on the three dots at the top of a post, you can copy the link and offer that to people in a welcome message. So, you know, Bob, thanks so much for accepting my connection request. I'm not sure if you're exploring clever ways to leverage LinkedIn for sales, but if you are, I have this 11 tip LinkedIn sales ebook that I'd be very happy to share with you. Let me know. I'm happy to send a link. Talk yep. about why I'm not sending the link, but I'm asking permission to send it. Uh, well, okay, okay. So, so first of all, just so everyone knows, uh, a, a welcome message is what happens after someone accepts a connection request. So, so, so you right. can lead with that good, right away. Good job. The the second thing is we offer to send the link rather than just sending the link because we did research and I forget the Brent Brent knows the really specific numbers uh, better than oh, the I AB think. testing. Yeah. 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 The AB testing that we did. So, so we tested um, two groups of 100. The 19. first group we sent the, uh, we, we just sent the link 19 responded. The second group, was it 57 or 67? So, uh, 69%. So 69%. I'll just, the first yeah, group, right? The first group of a hundred, we sent out tonight. We sent out the link mm-hmm. and I, I hope you enjoy this ebook. Here's the link. 19 clicked through the second set. We sent the link to a hundred people with permission to share the link. 69 said, sure, send it to me. And 58 of them clicked through. Those are so, amazing results, especially if you're in the marketing world and no click-through rates. That's just that's just incredible. It's astounding. Yeah. So the last thing is take inventory of your existing connections. Look at the people that you want to engage. Do a little social listening. Figure out what it is that they care about and start to share content in one of three ways. One is your newsfeed. Two mm-hmm. is sort of templated. We, so we go... One to many, one to few, one to one. So one to many is your newsfeed. One to few is I've identified 72 sales trainers that I'd like to get this in front of. And one to one is I really want to establish rapport with a very personalized note. Like, hey, Bob, it's been a couple of years since we connected on LinkedIn. When your profile came up, I thought I'd reach out and connect. So, you know, make sure you've got a good mix of those. I always ask permission prior to sharing link. Oh, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it's very true. So, you know, getting permission, I mean, getting permission, I think in anything is important in in today's world, especially with all the spam and things like that, that we get by taking the time to actually insert that extra step. So again, slowing down your outreach Mm -hmm. and you saw from the studies that we did that we got a much greater response. So speeding up your outcome, that is another great example of uh, of where that little phrase of ours certainly comes true. That's great. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today. Bob, as always, I have so much fun doing. Oh, yeah, this is always great. Making sales social live. So everybody, when you are out and about this week, make sure you make your sales social. Have a great day.
Thanks, everybody. Bye. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.